Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Caitlin. This is your podcast about all things fitness by two people who know nothing about fitness. Fitness. Just uh, two comedians who really like talking about it, but we're not doctors. Uh, We don't claim to be. So keep that in mind when we tell you to do things that may or may not be good for yourself. Yeah. I feel like that intro sounded like very Sesame Street. Oh, (laughs) like, like, uh, anyway. Well, today, I, you didn't get that? You didn't get that vibe? Yeah, no. Okay. But I, you know, I'll take, I Talking take it as a compliment. about fitness. fitness. All right, okay, I, I see that. Okay, today, <laughs> we have a very exciting guest. Uh, this guest is eight feet tall. They are a big bird. Uh, <laughs> yellow on feather. on a street. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. She is a yoga instructor who got her training at Y7. She is currently teaching at Just Like home like just like home get it guys and uh yeah and she works for thread 33 thread thread 33 uh and she's just an overall cool gal everybody welcome rosie jermakian yeah hey guys thanks for having me of course um rosie so we actually met through Taste Buds NYC, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with health or nothing to do with fitness, but it's more about just like expanding your happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosie hosts these events where like um, you just get together with people that you don't know and go and try new food. And you came to our first dinner. Yeah, I came to the first oh, dinner. You came to the very first one and that's and how we first to, met. Yeah, and that's how we met. And then we got to talking and we were like, oh, you're like, you do yoga, you like like health and wellness cool you and you should. love awesome food yeah and awesome which food which is great and also rewind you came to our first dinner was all women and then 100 firefighters showed up that is literally that <laughs> what? was the case 100 yeah. firefighters it's honestly one of the craziest nights i've ever had it was had so anymore. ridiculous i walked into patrizia's thinking oh it's all going to be women and I only saw men who were mostly bald. Mostly balding, like oh, uh, no. like they a lot of middle aged to older men. They weren't the they weren't like sexy fire. There were some sexy ones. We One. did follow them to karaoke. Followed <laughs> them. No, they followed. Oh, they us followed to us to karaoke. I'm sorry, but I like insisted. <laughs> So were they just in the space or were they attending this event? They were having like a yearly They're like dinner. Annual Brooklyn firefighter dinner. Yeah. Amazing. And we were all a part of it. Like literally, yeah, but like they didn't rent out the entire restaurant. So like it was like them, two people who were on a date and us. Like that was literally and it was just like a group of women like who had some of whom had like never met each other before. No, most of us had never met. No, yeah, like Rosie and I hadn't met and it was bottomless wine. So, you know, like you're in a situation where you're like, Oh, I don't know that many people. So like everyone was 
pretty happy oh off that line and like hanging out with the firefighters. It was a crazy it was an experience, but I have to say that was the best first dinner that we could have ever asked for. It's true. Um, so yeah. It's been really fun uh, starting Taste Buds. So. Yeah, if and you're in New York, you should definitely do it. It's really fun. And yeah, you meet new people and try new food. Um, and you're we just talking, and we all love food. So it's a oh. good thing <laughs> oh, yeah. that we have in common. Um, but Rosie, you also recently just got your teacher training. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about like about that with Y7. Which if you, or you explain what Y7 is. Okay. So... <laughs> Let's see. Y7, they are, if you've never done it, by the way, you have to do it. It's a yoga class, but it's not any yoga class. It's heated. It's candlelit. So if you don't like being watched when you're doing yoga, which I don't know about you, but I don't. And it also makes sure there's no distraction. The room's completely dark. So um, it's heated, candlelit, hip-hop yoga. So all the flows are basically done to music. Um, They break down the first sequence, um, movement by movement. Then it's one breath per movement, and then they bump up the music, and you kind of flow on your own and do your own thing. Um, So you can do the sequence they tell you, or you can kind of do handstands the whole time, or, you know, send child's pose. Yeah, it's a really cool environment for yoga, I think, because, like, uh, yeah, like the, I love candlelit yoga, first of all, yeah. Zen. but usually candlelit yoga is, or at least when I went to it at this one place called like the giving tree in Astoria, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you just kind of laid on the floor and meditated in candlelight, which was also beautiful. A yoga now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yoga very, now. very nice. But was that the time you secretly took like a meditation class and you didn't realize it? <laughs> no, that oh. was one time I did accidentally take a meditation class and I didn't realize <laughs> that that's where I was going, but <laughs> This was a different time. <laughs> like, it was like a restorative class. So it's a lot of just like laying down. Yeah. Um, but wait, I'm sorry. I'm stopping this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Noise? There's a funny little buzz, but maybe y'all won't be able to hear it. Mm. I feel like it's not showing up. Okay. It's not thing. picking up. Okay. Good. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's uh, some technical difficulties in our top <laughs> secret recording lounge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, in our uh, studio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the word, Caitlin. <laughs> a recording, recording lounge. lounge. Um, oh yeah. So, so you, yes, yeah, so you got your training mm-hmm. at Y Seven. What yep. led to that? Oh man. So I've been doing yoga since I think my sophomore year of college. And just always was just kind of found yoga as my outlet. It's what I did when I was stressed out um, or, you know, just needed a break from the real world. And um, I thought that I'd always do teacher training, but not because I ever wanted to teach, but because I wanted to just get deeper in my practice and learn more. Um, And yeah, so I applied back in December um, and I got waitlisted and I was like, man... I'm not going to be able to do it this year. It's it's all good next year. And then January 1st, I got an email saying that I was off the wait list. So Ooh. I just kind of dove right in. Yeah, Whoa. but I went into it just kind of like wanting to learn a bit. Of, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, all right, guess this is happening. <laughs> 11 weekends in a row from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday and Sunday. Like Whoa. it was no joke. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how long that is. Mm-hmm. It's when 200 hours. 200 hours. Wow. Yeah. But I, I wanted to be there every single minute. Like, Oh, that's so great. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
I I love the idea of all like I also secretly love the idea of doing a teacher training. You should because like, then we'd have to change our intro because then I would I couldn't say I know nothing about fitness. Mm. Yeah, don't do that. That's the whole premise of this podcast. <laughs> don't don't expand your life. No. Don't expand your life. <laughs> but like every time I look at yeah yoga teacher trainings, it's like. Whew, uh, maybe not. You can become a spin instructor uh, after one day. So, <laughs> like, you Wait, know. How long does it take to become a spin instructor? It really is like one weekend or two weekends. Really? Stop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that explains like all of the terrible spin classes I've ever taken. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, shade thrown. Shade. Yeah. Spin class where the instructor isn't on the bike. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the Or worst. like they're never on the bike. That's then a that's lot weird. of them. So I like when they will go on and then I'll see how fast they can go. And then sometimes they get off. Yeah. There's one uh, instructor who teaches at this one studio in Brooklyn who like will come to your bike and he'll be like, all right, let's go. And then he'll like clap mm-hmm. the rhythm. And yell in your face. <laughs> and, yeah. He gets in my face. But in a good way. I like it. Yeah. So he's a good spin instructor. At least he's engaged. Yeah. It helps if they're hot too. Yes. (laughs) That's true. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the thing that really pisses me off about spin instructors uh, when they're bad is like if they're not reminding people about technique or like form because you can really hurt yourself doing that. Yeah. And like I think when I first started I had really good instructors. I went to Peloton. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. um, I just licked the mic when I did that. Yeah, I went to Peloton, but like I think they're real, they're actually very well trained and they have uh, they give like good technique advice and stuff. But I've been in classes where like they have you lifting weights while you're off the bike, and it's like if your core is not strong enough, and you even if it really... is, like you really hurt yourself. Yeah, or so your it, lower back totally. Yeah, like it makes a lot of sense that in teacher training that it w- for yoga it would take a long time because you have to learn about you have so to learn so much, much about the body, right? Everything, so anatomy. Um, and yeah, and then all of the different cues, different postures. But then there's so much more that I learned that I did not expect at all. Ooh, um, like what? Dish? Yeah, what's unexpected? Like the okay, the whole spirituality behind yoga, or the the purpose of yoga. Okay, um, and the whole fact that it's essentially a moving meditation. Right. So that you can like put in work on your mat to like live a better life. Mm. And I think that in January, I, I needed that so, so bad. And I don't know, I've kind of been reflecting as we get to like the end of the year and I've been like, what if I never got off that wait list? Just because I feel like I am a completely different person. Um, We just kind of after we all graduated, um, my group was about, I think we were about like 20 five people, 25 all, all women, um, we all kind of joked about that, like, damn, yoga training rocks your world and, like, throws you on your head, but in the best kind of way. Because um, you just kind of look at life just a little bit differently. So I've said to everyone now that if you've even thought about yoga no, don't say training, this to, No, don't say this to Caitlin. Like, to me? No, don't say this do to Caitlin. Should I do yoga teacher <laughs> You should don't do it. it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Okay, Rosie, what, like, in what way, like, what do you, I guess, what are the biggest things that you've gotten out of it? Like, what ways has it affected your daily, your everyday life? Yeah. I think I just, so one of the things that was just amazing through the training was actually the community and the group of people that I met because it was a very intense space. We all were with each other for 
all weekends, all hours, and um, we all became extremely close and very, like, vulnerable. It was a very, like, open space. So one of my favorite things that we ended up doing was every Sunday we had a um, circle called a satsang circle. And honestly, it was group therapy. What is satsang? Satsang. 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 Satsang? Yeah. One of those. A satsang. Yeah. A satsang. You know, (laughs) know. that you sat through. (laughs) (laughs) And... At the, the whole premise was that you could go around in the circles and open, open forum and you could say anything that was on your mind, what you were thinking about, what was worrying you, what were you proud of, anything, but you would say it and then you, then no one would comment. Yeah. Um, mm. So that kind of just, that was really cool because what I realized is that we're all the same going through the same shit and everybody there, you know, what was going through. Um, depression or a mental disability or um, anything, honestly, and that oh yeah, we're we're all going through it, and like yeah. so that that was really really eye opening for me. I think just in general, um, so especially being like in a room of only women, I yeah. think that's very interesting. Yeah, in yeah. New York City too, where you feel like you have to like almost be like a super certain kind of strong right Mm. um so so that was cool um besides that I think I really am just able to be more present um I don't know about you but I have always lived my life in the past or the future or like anticipating what's next Mm. um so that really just helped me like channel in to be like focus on the moment everything's gonna come when it comes everything that's already happened's already happened you can't change it um and just like take it step at a time. Yeah. Um, so I was not really expecting that through yoga and then also learning all the tools to do that, I guess. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Cause that's, I think that's such a valuable lesson that like recognition that, you know, the past has already happened and that like the future, the things, a lot of the times, the things that we worry about in the future, right? Like Mm -hmm. they may or may not even come. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when you sort of ask yourself, like what purpose does this anxiety serve for me right now? Like maybe it's a little protective. Maybe it's my brain like trying to get me to plan a little bit, but usually like those types of like anxious thoughts actually make us sort of avoid planning or yeah. like avoid doing what we need to do because it's like such an uncomfortable feeling. Kaylin's a therapist. If I'm we a forgot to mention to everybody. that, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she definitely should be a yoga instructor. <laughs> no. Oh actually, Sorry, I would. I would, uh, I would become a bar instructor. Really? Oh, okay. I think I like bar a little bit more than really? yoga. So bar is also my jam. I love bar. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I told you guys this, but I um, sell grip socks is yeah. actually my real full-time hustle. Right. Um, so I represent three grip sock brands for the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so we make those socks that you that you wear during bar. Yeah, so if you've been listening to our entire podcast, if you're a super fan right now, you would know that we wore grip socks in our very first episode. And we found out right before this that Rosie sells those socks that yeah. we wore. To bar. Yeah. yeah, what a yeah. fun... Uh, 
And so my company Bookends. makes the socks for Pure Bar. Do they also make the socks for Bar 3? I we like do. That. Oh, my God. I know, you guys. We kind of have monopolized the whole fitness sock scene. Whoa. What are yeah. other What are other bar companies that even exist? Yeah. I don't want me to name all of them. Yes. You okay. can. Ready? Have to, yeah. Physique 57. Oh, yes. yeah. I've bar been there. 3. Like bar yeah. Method. Oh, bar yes. Code. Whoa. Um, Whoa. I haven't heard of that one. Okay, New we've one. talked about Pure Bar. Yeah. Um, there's so many smaller, like small franchises too, called like form, form fitness, um, Mm. the daily method. I think I've heard of that. Mm. I know I'm blanking now. It's going to eat me up later. Well, before this, you were saying that basically like, cause you are selling and like, I guess like you would maybe do drop off product or whatever that like you would be in studios and they ask you to take class. So you're basically like your job is living class pass. Like you're just... But it's like better for than free, because yeah, you're not paying. <laughs> I think it's my favorite perk about my job is one, my office is a fitness studio. Leggings are my uniform. Yeah, and I've joked that I am never taking a job ever that doesn't allow me to wear <laughs> yoga pants full time. Um, yeah. yeah, and then just being in studios because it's awesome energy i mean no one's in a shitty mood when you're in a yoga yoga or like fitness studio hopefully <laughs> um so like I'm, yeah i'm trying to think i'm like i, I guess like sometimes you know maybe before I class yeah before class sometimes i'm coming in and be like fuck this I'm, I'm, this, or like I'm or hopefully the class wasn't terrible yeah or if it was like a terrible class sometimes during there there were times where during yoga classes i'm like shut up I don't I don't agree with the way you're teaching this you know like I don't know if you're just in a shitty no mood. like the only time that I ever get like that I think is at Bikram number mm. one because the <laughs> teachers are so harsh and it's so annoying because to me like I grew up dancing and that was very like do this now no 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 like very strict and like a lot like I don't know in a spin class yes I want someone to yell at me but like in a yoga class I don't want someone to yell at me like I want them to I want them to be my therapist and just say everything's gonna be okay and like I, I love when yoga teachers do then that why are you like, going to Bikram <laughs> I know well I haven't been in a long time okay this is also back when I totally was going there because I wanted to lose weight because I know that you sweat a lot and so I wanted much. to lose water weight okay but did you also feel like reason. you were gonna faint yeah. yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, there like when I was in class pass for like a, at a very particular time, I was going so often that mm-hmm. I was like I was really like fit. I think so. It was easier to be to be in there the space, but like if I went now, I feel like I would die. And like <laughs> to that man who teaches at Thirty Fourth Street, Herald Square, Bikram <laughs> Yoga, you suck. <laughs> like they're so mean, and they yell at anyone who's different. And like it's just like the antithesis of what I think yoga is. And also, didn't isn't like the guy who invented Bikram like he's is, a, yes, he a creep? Whatever too. you're gonna yeah. say, yes. Yeah. Isn't he like a creep? And he's like he's kind of been like. Me Camps, too. Hashtag me too. Hashtag oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Have you listened to the 30 for 30 podcast on Bikram? No. no. Okay. Got to. You have to after you listen to this. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. Um, after I listen to my own podcast, then I will listen. Exactly. <laughs> um, Wait, no. yeah, what do they talk about? Oh my God. He basically would host these teacher trainings and they were thousands of dollars. He drove a Rolls Royce. I'm pretty sure <gasps> was like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Um, basically moved over from the from India saying that he was like this all time like superstar yogi over there but Wait. was not 
Is this the same thing as the people who wear red? Different. Okay. But that's totally in the back of my mind, too. Cults, that Wild Wild Country wild, wild documentary country. is insane. The Rajneesh. The Rajneesh. Oh, no. yeah. Because oh, Osho, gosh. yes, because Osho also like came from India to here. And, same deal. And it was the same deal where it was kind of like projected that he had more of a following than he did. And, mm. then, and then bought 19 Rolls Royces. <laughs> yeah. Very it's, similar. There's a theme. Yeah. yeah. Guys, watch out for any person who's claiming to have all of the answers <laughs> like getting sucked into a cult is no joke i also listened to an, an episode of some podcast about cults where there was another guy who it was like some guy in hollywood who was starting uh, a yoga studio or like study with under some yoga teacher and and then like branched off and started a cult as well and <laughs> I do think that that is one, like, because yoga is so close to, it's a spiritual experience for so many people, but I think that that, it's like, it can be, it can be like, uh, touchy. It can lend itself to that. Yeah, exactly. Definitely lend itself to that. But it's like, I mean, not that I think organized religion is like monitored in a way that is preventing that to happen. But like for this, it's also, um... I don't know. Yeah, you can have such a feeling, such an experience from it that you're maybe more likely to be susceptible to things if you're taking a class, which maybe is why people pay $35 for SoulCycle because it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> a spiritual experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rosie. So, yeah, what was your fitness, like, what was fitness for you like when you were younger? Like, how did you start? Okay. We grazed over that. Well, I want to preface this saying that I am not an athlete and probably one of the most uncoordinated people that you'll ever meet. Like, okay. my mom tells a story that when I first started walking, like, I took my first step. She didn't know I was walking at the time, but just completely fell down the stairs. Oh, no. And she fall- found me laughing or at the bottom. <laughs> so she says it's like a, not a normal day unless I'm like tripping out the door on the way out. <laughs> so you're a character in a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is 1,000% me. Yeah. Um, they, when they realize they're like, oh, everyone's on to us. We can't just put glasses on girls anymore. <laughs> they started making them clumsy. Is yeah. like their quirky thing. <laughs> That's me. So. I was always like on sports growing up, but I was never the star. <laughs> I was the worst. Like, what did you play? Sports, um, yeah. So I played soccer when I was really, really little, like starting in kindergarten. I was the only girl on my team. Oh my gosh. That yeah. sounds very cute. It does sound cute. Kindergarten kids playing soccer. Yeah. Yeah. They also, would. it sounds boring for adults to watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, the idea of watching kindergartners play soccer. Yeah, right they just now. all just fall on the bomb. Yeah. yeah. I would ha- yeah. I would I would probably laugh one, at times where it's not appropriate. One of my good friend's kids is in soccer and he's like he's only like two and a half or he's about to be three in March, I think. But he just like runs a lot and needs to get a lot of energy out. So it's like they don't play, they just run around the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's around. like, Okay, it's soccer time. <laughs> Like, you go you go run <laughs> where i live in sunset park like they will have like two-year-old kids like they there are like really intense like just like every like every weekend they'll be like dads who i don't know if it's like an organized thing that people pay money for if it's just like family or community things but it's like dads like running soccer programs for like the littlest kids those kids are not just running around they are like two years old and running drills oh my god the olympics yeah. people we Starting talked about young. this on like one of our other episodes like yeah how like crazy it is to start a kid that young but how good they can get they can oh. get really really good okay. and also it's like yeah like why not you yeah. know if they I mean, can 
do teach it. Teach him a drill. Focus. So you were playing. Yeah. So you were falling on the ball. So I was falling on the ball. That was me. Yeah, I was not training for the Olympics. Um, <laughs> and then I went to summer camp pretty much every single year, which I know sounds so cheesy, but I loved it. <laughs> and I went for six weeks. I think for eight years, like until. Until I guess I was 15 or so. Until they were like, you have to become a counselor or you need to leave. Which I, <laughs> and then I did that too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what happens. That's yeah, what happens like at that's summer, summer camp, camp kids. Yeah. Um, I was never a summer camp kid, but like, it seemed. So you hated me. It seemed cool. The, and the people no. that talked about it. No, okay. I was so jealous. I was too scared because I couldn't go. I was like too scared to sleep away. So I couldn't go. So I was always like, wow. <laughs> like, I would have thought you were really cool. My parents sent me off at eight. Yeah, Whoa. first six weeks, and my birthday was at camp. But oh so besides the first year, just bawling my eyes, eyes out, being homesick, right? I loved it. So, <laughs> yeah, it was all things outdoors, and I think that's where I just I always liked being active, um, even if it didn't involve a sport, hiking, mm. camping, biking, climbing, all that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, and then in high school. Um, I'd still been playing soccer all this time, um, just on a, you know, all girls team that wasn't, uh, I think it was, so I went to a Catholic middle school, so it, it was like Stoddard or MSI or some, some league. I grew up in DC. Um, and then I tried out for the JV team when I went to the public high school. So we moved from DC to Maryland so I could go to a good public high school because public high schools in dc are not all that not all that great yeah and i'll never forget my middle school sending out a letter and saying well we're so excited that 49 of our graduates are going to catholic high schools and i was like "Mm, okay i'm the one (laughs) so so i um i tried out for jv uh the jv soccer team and didn't make it (gasps) Oh, no. And then I tried out the year after and didn't make it again. Rosie. I know, you guys. I was bad. Oh. But I just really wanted to be part of a team. Lessons. Yeah, it, yeah. Is a, it is a good character lesson. Oh. Yeah, it was It was really sad. But I did what any uncoordinated person that would do that doesn't make the soccer team. And I tried out for cheerleading. Oh. There you go. <laughs> and then somehow I made that. Oh. So... <laughs> So then you did cheerleading. So then I did cheerleading. I eventually became captain. Which, Whoa. Yeah. Look at you. We then were... Did you lead the cheer squad to fight the soccer team? <laughs> like, did you guys, like, have to battle we, for who ruled We didn't the have to cheer them. And we... No. But... <laughs> Your life is more and more like a rom-com. Yeah, The more really you talk is. about it. I also You're dated still the captain of big the football team. Red. There you go. Um, <laughs> but we were bad, you guys. Like we were not good. Like the you cheerleaders were. Good were yeah, we were not good. <laughs> like, did you do? Like, did you do all the like stunts and stuff, like acrobatics? Yeah, and everything? I mean, we tried. Um, you know, that's a nice, gentle way of saying no. <laughs> My cousin's a cheerleader right now. I feel like I talk about her a lot, but she's a cheerleader right now. And every time I watch, I'm like, 
what the fuck? Like she's yeah, like it's flipping and like doing crazy shit. Do. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's like gymnastics at mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. or I guess sometimes. Or sometimes, not. yeah. I could never do any of the tumbling or any of that. But um, <laughs> you were captain. I love that. Yeah. No, honestly, I just wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to. You're like Rosie has a lot of spirit. Let's exactly. just put her in charge. <laughs> yeah, I loved leading a team. I just wanted to be on a team. School Aww. spirit. So, yeah. um, yeah, we went one year, we went to a, a tournament at Six Flags, which was like kind of a big deal. Cause it was Six okay. Flags. And then was there an evil cheerleading team <laughs> that won every year, but one of yeah. them stole your ex-boyfriend <laughs> and exactly. this and that year that you got there. You won with a cool new fresh routine. That's yeah. exactly what went down. <laughs> Okay, so you cheerleaded, uh, and then, okay, when you left, what? how did you, like, stay active, like, after that? Like, what's... So then after that, I went to Virginia Tech, and... With me, even though we didn't know that we I were know. both there. Isn't that crazy? We both went to the same school, but we didn't know I always know forget that. Wow. Yeah. I know. Um, and I just didn't really work out, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, like, full-on freshman 15 broke my foot, so I couldn't work out. Did did all the drinking and the partying and all that. So that was really fun. But probably, you know, became like the heaviest I've ever been in. And then um, also, I don't know. I think I've, I've been thinking a lot back about like my, um, I guess, like fitness history or just also my mindset towards overall like wellness and body image. And mm-hmm. it was so dysmorphed in college. Mm. just because I was actually going to ask you that because I know that like one of the reasons that or we start when we started talking when we first met I think that we were talking about like not working out for calories and not you know and like and eating what you want and kind of like intuitive eating and that kind of stuff so yeah like how did you get there so it totally just fell off in college because I I gained all this weight from not being able to move because Mm -hmm. I had a broken foot and you've always Um, been in like a smaller body yeah uh, mm, you know what no because growing up like all the women in my family kind of grow out and then up, which I think like, especially during the middle school and high school years was like super hard. Mm. So, you know, I'll look back at pictures of myself in high school where I was literally a twig, but I, and a double zero, but I thought it was so much bigger than I was Mm. because I, I grew up as like, you know, like a shorter and pretty chubby girl. So it's, I completely looked at myself different in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like going through college and then like gaining that weight back on, I think I developed some, you know, some weird kind of like eating habits and and that was like when f- diets were like full in effect not that they aren't now but I think the mentality th- hopefully is like changing shifting a little bit a and little. it's shifting yeah um sort of it's but like, oh. you know it was like yeah. I, we grew up with like Atkins and like um what was the South Beach yeah South, South Beach and everybody Beach. in my family did that and it was always like take this out of your diet remove the bread sugar like all of this so I I brought those habits into into college and so I mean there I there were times where I would skip dinner and then go out drinking because I knew that it would be I would be taking in all these calories from drinking Ooh, but yeah. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't, I would leave out my dinner, which is just blows my mind that I thought that that was okay. You know? yeah, yeah. I definitely had right. some, some 
stuff like that in college too, especially with the drinking. Cause like yeah. drinking is like, yeah, it's like, it is like higher in calories and whatever. And yeah. So, you know, and I, like I said, I was never an athlete. I was never the coordinated one. Um, I would go to the gym occasionally in college, but you know, I would get on the treadmill and run a mile and it would be the hardest thing of my life. Like <laughs> I would get to that mile point and be like done out, you know, that's what, that's all I can do. Like mentally, that's what I thought that that was my capability. Um, and so I think it kind of changed over the years and it started with yoga. I started going with um, one of my best friends to a yoga studio in Blacksburg. Um, and it was just a mental shift to be like, okay, I can actually work out and do something for me and enjoy it because mm-hmm. that was the thing my whole life. I never really enjoyed it. I was just like, let's, let's do it. I have to do this to look a certain way that I want to. And that and that's it so that was like kind of when it first started shifting for me and then what really just like did a full 360 was when I moved to New York City so I graduated Virginia Tech moved here um working for a sustainable clothing brand um and ooh, which brand yeah can you talk about it yeah it's called threads for thought oh i've heard of them Um, yeah yeah, you might have seen them in whole foods they're all sustainable organic they were doing the whole ethical um casual cool apparel before pretty much anyone was like Mm. over 10 years ago um and when I got the job, I was like, all right, I'm moving to New York City. I'm doing it, which I never thought about doing. And I, my aunt was awesome to, enough to let me move into her studio apartment on Fifth Avenue overlooking oh. Central Park. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, it only it only gets worse from here. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, I am so sorry for everyone listening <laughs> and anyone who, like, just has to hear that because <laughs> – Wow, that's just a really a great dream. reminder that... Yeah, I'll never have that view again. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so what I would walk was. out the door and I would have Central Park right there. And I was like, you know, I can't live here and not run in in the park. Yeah. And so I would just start running and, you know, hated it at first. And then realized, like, okay, this is actually... This actually feels great. And... Um, it be quickly became my outlet. I didn't know that many people in New York city. So I just found myself running a lot. Um, and then one of my, after I moved out of that apartment, moved in with one of my friends from camp. Um, (laughs) and she was, you know, an all American lacrosse player and said that she was going to sign up for a half marathon. And that's something that I never, ever thought about doing, but I was like, you know what, why, why the hell not? So I signed up for half marathon and, um, it was so hard, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but, and I was like, I'm never doing anything like this ever again, but, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of just stuck with it. And, um, after that, I just, I kind of ran for like, you know, myself, like mentally. And that's when I started running to not and working out to not like lose weight or, to look a certain way but to feel a certain way and that kind of shifted my whole like fitness mentality right yeah you know something cool about like running and walking that I was told recently so like I do a type of therapy called EMDR and like the it it helps the brain like reprocess trauma and like 
bad memories that cause anxiety or just like cause dysfunction. And the whole idea behind it is like, if you stimulate, if you stimulate like one side of the brain and then the other, like back and forth, back and forth, like sort of what happens in REM sleep, your eyes move like back and forth, back and forth while you're sleeping. It like helps the brain like reprocess things or like it helps the brain like put things in perspective or, you know, like if you're thinking about things in the past, you're like bringing yourself back to the present and like walking and running are really great ways to, to like sort of naturally do that for yourself. So like if you're upset about something like walking, like part of the reason why walking and running is soothing is because it like, your brain is like sort of firing back and forth one side of the body and then the other. Mm. That's so cool. Mm. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Bilateral stimulation, baby. I mean, and running definitely is a form of meditation too. For sure. I even, I feel like that about spin for myself too. That's true too. Anything that's like like, one side and then the other back and forth, back and forth, like your body, it's like helping your brain. Yeah. You can clear your brain and like clearly think, I don't know, about you but if I'm ever upset bad mood you know going through something I run out the door and I I just start running because you'll feel so much better Mm -hmm. you can like clearly think yeah Yeah. and even like I feel like if I'm ever preoccupied and I start working out, like usually that goes away because you're, it's like something about your brain can't keep thinking whatever it was thinking. It has to focus on what it's doing. And so it's like, cause if you stop thinking about moving your body when you're on a bike or whatever, then like you're going to fall or stop. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like, so, so like all you can really focus on is that. And that's like, that's what I think is so great about working out and like why we need to do it yeah because <laughs> it is yeah because it is it is all some type of form of meditation because meditation is essentially what like clearing your mind of thoughts or or whatever yeah, and just like letting the like, thoughts go through right and like with with movement or whatever like you can't that's why I love dance so much too because you just have to be focused on exactly what it is that you're doing because if you if you look away for a second then it's not you know uh you're not able to, you're not able to like dance (laughs) or or not able to keep up. Um, and your body is physically releasing certain chemicals when you're working out too. Right. And, um, you know, endorphins and serotonin and like, there is a reason why you feel better Mm. after working out. And I don't know about you guys, but like the days that I work out, are so much better than the days that I I don't, you yeah. know, just like getting a good sweat in. It's absolutely, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I also want to go back to something you said, like the, uh, you were talking about like the past body dysmorphia yeah. of like being a size like double zero or mm-hmm. just like very small mm-hmm. and like having really negative, like you didn't see that. You were like, you saw something else in the mirror. Totally. I think that's such a common experience. And I think that's so important for people to talk about in the, the body acceptance movement. Right. Cause it's like recognizing that there's like fat phobia and like weight stigma. And that's like on a societal level. And then there's like, just like the inner pain, like our inner internalized, like fat phobia and weight stigma. And like how, crazy is it that like that can strike no matter what size a person is Mm -hmm. right like you know I think like when people talk about eating disorders it's like recognizing that like people die from them because they look at themselves in the mirror and they don't see 
like a person who's totally fine or healthy um and they just like starve themselves to death yeah and that's like a crazy crazy place to be what do you think like had the most like like i guess in terms of what caitlin was saying like do you think that it was just thoughts that were totally from yourself or was it like things that you were around or like what was the most impressionable part of that thinking I i think it definitely was thoughts in my own head you know especially like growing up in the world that we live in now and thank god first of all that instagram and social media like was not a thing when we were in high school like i do not know how the kids are doing it and Mm. to be honest i think it's so sad because it's so clear that stress anxiety depression like it's at an all-time high especially with like the kids these days Mm. so um but you know just i think comparison And, um, I think, you know, growing up in a world saying like, Hey, like your, as women, like your body should look like this, or this is what's pretty, or this is what's beautiful. And like, like the media, yeah, the media and, and, um, I, it's why I'm so grateful that there is such a movement now to recognize all bodies are beautiful and there's no way that one person should look like and really focusing on self-love and positive self-talk and, and all of that. And actually my biggest role model for all of this. And honestly, the first time I really started hearing about it was from my little sister, Um, that's so great I know and um she is so wise beyond her years but she's 21 just graduated from JMU and she started this um she didn't start but she was the vice president um of this organization called the bare naked ladies and (laughs) I wish that this existed the band yeah the band (laughs) which by the way I saw them I saw them in concert last summer in Coney Island (laughs) great (laughs) were you like my sister is your vice president back. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying just to so you know any of their songs. It's been a long week yeah. since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So what is the Bare Naked Ladies? So the Bare Naked Ladies is this group, which was mostly girls in college, but they had a few guys by the time she graduated. And all they really focused on was um, positive body image and self-love and inclusion and acceptance. And I was like, where the hell is this at Virginia Tech? Right. Because I truly needed that. Where, like, how did she get this? Or like, where did she get the, like, yeah, where is that always? Like, where did they, where did these ideas? come from so her friend one of her best friends Courtney Brown started um the group and honestly I think it really all stemmed from her um so yeah and like because in one way it's like yes social media is like the devil and terrible but then also it's like I'm sure that they probably saw some of this stuff on social media like because I think the body positive movement is so strong on social media even though it's like we talk about this we've talked about do you know who Cassie Ho is Yes. She's like a Pilates. She started blog a lot. and yes. pop Pilates. There's a lot of people who are pro, like very body positive, but then also like are personally struggling or like their messages are a little mixed and yeah. it's like uh, sometimes it can be problematic, but but anyway, but like for the most I, part, I feel like you're talking like how I was talking in the past about Cassie Ho, oh. like you were being very nice and I've like <laughs> gone back and I've been like, 
Megan's right. Like, this is inexcusable. Like, she has a responsibility. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, like, so basically, oh, just to give you the lowdown, we talked about this on an episode, which, yeah. Hannah, if you're listening, one of our, <laughs> one of our uh, listeners and or for- former guests, she said that it was the, like, the shadiest episode that we've had. She was like, very oh, nice. The drama, the tea <laughs> of the Cassie Ho episode. Um, but so basically, like, yeah, she's. She like started this body positive brand, but then recently announced that she was trying to lose what like twenty five pounds in like a month something or something insane. like some in crazy ninety days, not healthy. Like, it's 90 yeah, days. exactly. Not healthy. And like, and we like no reason for her to do this. She's in a very very small very body. Small She's body. a fitness instructor. I mean, there's no reason for anyone, honestly. I think to lose that. Yeah, much weight that quickly. No. Yeah, and like, Agreed. and Caitlin, uh, Caitlin's super or has turn me on to it but like is super into health at every size which is which talks a lot about um and you you explained it to diego on the diego episode yeah but talks a lot about like how diets actually don't work and like if you look into the science diets actually make you gain weight ultimately and um just all of that good stuff Mm -hmm. but so like i feel like those things are mutual like are not mutually exclusive you cannot be body positive and then also be saying telling your fans that you want to lose weight because you're basically telling the girl that is your size that she needs to lose 25 pounds you know Mm -hmm. uh and i yeah i don't i don't think it's right but anyway that was a tangent from courtney (laughs) brown who i i'm so curious as to like where she got that idea and it's so amazing that she did i we honestly i need to ask her because i think it's so incredible i mean i don't know about you but my brain was not thinking about these kinds of things a freshman and uh no i was was like where's the party yeah exactly (laughs) so you know I really am so impressed with and so impressed with that generation when it comes to those kinds of things. And like, I, it also, it's almost like they had no choice, but to look at the most deep seated issues. Like they just haven't had a choice like Greta Thunberg and like all, like all these young people who are doing so many things that it's not like our generation didn't do, but I just don't know if we did them until we got older, until we felt like, oh, okay, we can do this. But, like, they just haven't had a choice. It's like, well, if I don't do this, then the planet's going to die and we're going to die. And if I don't do this, then, like, people are going to die from eating disorders. Like, they just kind of stepped up and did all this stuff, which is... Like, um, oh my gosh, Katie from Fit for Fit All, for all. She, yeah. one of our other guests, and we partnered with them for something. She was like, she had just graduated NYU, and I just remember being like so enamored and impressed. Like, I, I know, so impressed, and like, yeah, like I, I, just being like, I can't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that at all. Exactly, at that age. So, and like grasping like such major concepts that I definitely was not thinking about or had trouble with at that time. Does your younger sister want to move to New York and start this group program <laughs> for us up here? here. Start these um, events here. No, I've been trying to convince her to move up here, and it's—I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I know why she, she doesn't realize stay. that New York's the best city. Yeah, she's in DC, <laughs> but mm. she's working for the city of Falls Church, and we'll see. Wow. All right, well, no. maybe we can convince her. Yeah, I gotta get her up here. That's so. But I think I, I think hopefully they spread this idea to colleges around the country because really I think it's an idea that every school could could use yeah definitely um and I feel like something like like when do you think your relationship with food kind of became better like when because like you talked about how like you started working out just for like yourself and to work out but like when did that did that like did your relationship with food 
kind of become one with that idea or was it like another another learning another point step, for you yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, can't, I can't think, form my words right now <laughs> <laughs> I think it changed after college mm. because you know during college we're like eating late night pizza we were you know going out late night um first of all I, I love food so if it's there I have zero self-control <laughs> you know what I mean um so no I think it started after college and when I really started running and being like happier in my body and realizing like oh I can if I work out um you know regularly then I can I can eat the things that I want and it's also you know it takes time but realizing that you know losing five pounds is not going to make you happier. And I think that's a mindset that I always had. Like, Oh, when I get to this point, Mm -hmm. um, which so many women, it's like that. Yeah. And I think it's no matter where you are and it's realizing that, you know, being happy and where you are now. And that's honestly like, I think a life lesson in general overall, like beyond weight. Right. Um, and I think going back to the yoga, which has definitely helped me like being in the present moment, like, um, having gratitude for where you are. So I think, yeah, I think just honestly with, with the running and, and, um, just shifting mindset after, after college and in general, because I think we also tend to focus about, weight or image like when we're not happy in other aspects of our lives Mm -hmm. so because we think of it as something we can change which like right only to an extent you like because science has proven that you really can't (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um exactly and that's so I'm actually taking a new like overall holistic nutrition course right now which has been incredible it's called IAN um, and the things that they really focus about is overall nutrition and wellness, but like beyond just what you eat, because there's so many more things about wellness that don't involve just food. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big things that they talk about are like primary food and secondary food, which I just think this is the coolest concept. But secondary food is what you're eating. It's like what you're putting in your body. It's how, you know, you're getting your nutrients, right? Primary food is your everything outside of that that makes up like who you are. So, you know, it's your um, friendships, it's your family, it's your spirituality, it's your career, it's your happiness, it's your um, mental health. Right. So like those are the things like feeding yourself. And if any of those are lacking, then, you know, you might not be in a good place um, as far as overall wellness. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a kind of a cool concept in like shifting the mindset in that way. Absolutely. That it's not just like about what you're eating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also feed like feed your soul, feeding uh, your soul, you Cornea, know, and I, honestly, so true. <laughs> it's so true. And it's also like one of those things where it's like, I think for so long in this country, like the only indicators for health were what, you know, people's secondary food, like what people were eating and how big their bodies were, or how small their bodies were. But all of those things that you're talking about, those have such a huge impact on health. Right. You know, like if your primary food, if like you have like some poor health outcomes, right? Like there's more and more studies of like, wow, like stress can actually help your physical, you know, body if you can alleviate your stress. And just seeing it more holistically seems pretty cool to me. It makes sense. Totally. And like, I think 
I don't know about you guys, but I was always taught, you know, you gain weight by putting, by basically keeping in more calories than you are burning off. But like, there are so many studies that show that that's just not true. We are genetically predisposed. And then there are so many other factors like depression, stress that help us or not help us, but like, um, make us hold on on to weight uh so it's so much like more cortisol takes doesn't cortisol kind of live in your stomach and so, it's like if you have a lot of cortisol yeah then, like I've noticed oh. that in my physical body when I've been more stressed out wow. that my stomach is bigger and mm-hmm. it's like like bloated and bigger and it's because it's like because I'm so stressed but like if you kind of just let go of it and it's like for me specifically, like when I noticed that it was because I was stressed about what I was eating and what I yeah. was putting in my body wow. and I was like focused on dieting so hard. And then when I just kind of stopped that, like my stomach was like not mm-hmm. as weighted and like I felt like normal, like my normal body or whatever, you know? So yeah, like I, I feel like I've seen that in myself. No, totally. So a few years ago, I like developed some digestive gastro issues and I honestly couldn't figure it out why and I never had heartburn I never had um like stomach pains anything like that but I went to go get it looked at and and they uh the ENT basically looked at my throat and I had a really really bad acid reflux I've always kind of had a scratchy voice but I didn't really know why I lose my voice so easily and he said you know you you have acid reflux and it's basically from your digestion but he couldn't really tell me why. And he like gave me some pills and sent me on my way. And I'm honestly looking back so pissed that I took them because now it's, now it's like, Oh, you know, and this is the problem I think with a lot of our healthcare system is prescribing pills for issues instead of, and putting a bandaid over it instead of like figuring out the core of the issue. Mm. And now I've found out over the last few years and yoga has helped a lot is it was honestly stress that was causing my acid reflux and causing just like what you were saying, Meg, about like, um, the cortisol, because when you're stressed out, what happens is your body goes into fight or flight. You produce cortisol, um, because your body thinks that like you are in danger, yeah, right? That you and need then it. mm-hmm. it's expending all this energy and it doesn't put the energy to focus on digestion because obviously you don't need that if you are in harm, right? Yeah. So then that's where the issue is. So that's why that's an honestly like one of the biggest reasons why I love yoga and meditation is because that can long term mm-hmm. with so many other issues yeah wow full circle you here know. we go oh, i'm back <laughs> um i feel like okay we usually play at this time a game that's not a game <laughs> um i was thinking i guess okay since you've been in so many studios okay um we play this game called Ew, Ew, gross, gross. <laughs> which is where people tell us like the grossest thing they've ever seen, like in a workout oh, no. environment or like in a like in a studio or at a gym. And also uh, previously, sometimes it's been like gross ideas, too, which is like fun. Um, so like if you were like in a studio and they said something and you were like, Oh God, why were they? That's like the grossest thing. I've yeah. Ever heard like if a teacher studio. said something or some, said something kind of gross <laughs> or if you see someone like poop in a corner. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that happens because I go to studios all the time with my job is I become really good friends with all of these like entrepreneurs, all of these small business owners. So 
I have heard some crazy stories, which are probably crazier than I've witnessed. Would love, you know what? A third party story is great. (laughs) Okay, okay. okay. It's gross. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this one studio. um, You guys have heard of the Megaformer classes, the the machines. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a few like different kinds of um, studios that that do those workouts um they're becoming super popular which by the way if you've never taken one take one it rocks your we core. actually did that was new york pilates as well yeah, right they so had we did it with lisa kleinman yeah. okay yeah, cool yeah. um i feel like i've name dropped all of our guests today <laughs> i've said every single guest we've ever had on this podcast yes. anyway if Love you've never it. listened now you know <laughs> keep going <laughs> so this studio franchise up in boston um yeah, so they had a client like pee her pants while she was on the reformer. Oh no. And I think just like stuck it out and did the whole workout. Whoa. Like just didn't okay. stop, just like kept going. Wait, I was about That's to be like dedication. Oh sad. Not ew, gross, but oh sad. And then the fact that she stayed on it is like, oh yeah. Wait, I mean, how do you like I don't know. I mean, if it was that much, because it's like, what people leak, like I leak sometimes. It's like, but that's yeah, not. Let's be real, ladies. Ladies, <laughs> ladies be <sometimes>, leaking. <laughs> sometimes we leak. Sometimes we leak. Sometimes it happens. Like, but like a whole puddle worth? I like, think it was a whole thing. Yeah. Wait, so how do they know that it was pee and not sweat, the smell? I think they just knew. <laughs> They jet when you know you well, know. Well, because sometimes people don't sweat that much, and then imagine if you're wearing like gray leggings. Oh, yeah. not black, not black. <gasps> Just imagine Good. another reason to never wear any leggings. Even other though those than black are all leggings. like ugh, those are all in now. All of those like like matching like light green top and bottom. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I can't do that. My ass is gonna look wet and yeah, gross. There's nothing I peed on the reformer. Imagine mm-hmm. you pee your look. Look, listeners, if you're someone who pees. <laughs> your pants regularly invest in a good pair of black <laughs> leggings okay i do have one other story though which goes back to the grip socks okay Ooh. into it and this Dish. is part of my pitch this is how we get every studio to be sock required yes <laughs> i love it so if you ever want to know why a studio is sock required this is it athlete's <gasps> foot girl so there so years ago when studios were not sock required because that was not a thing we kind of helped the trend go that way. But Wait, do you always wear socks to every class? Yes, because it is gross. Oh. Okay, so tell me. Yeah, it tell is me, like, so gross. gross. Like, Think about it. Your question. hands are where your feet are. Your feet are where your hands are. Like, you are I don't right. want any of it's that. Gross. Okay, so gross. when studios were first becoming sock required, and this was never when my um, CEO started the company. This was never something that he anticipated happening. But he had a studio come to him and say, I am making all of my studios sock required every single client who comes in has to wear your grip socks because one of her instructors got foot fungus on her face. <gasps> oh. <laughs> How do you even know that it's foot fungus? Like I think she was probably like very aware of her client, who knows. I I don't know, but I think it's spread around the studio and that is my 
absolute worst nightmare. Oh, that is pretty ew gross. That's pretty ew gross. So that's why most studios are are sock required now. Also, because, you know, if you're standing on those big ass machines, you don't want to fall on the concrete. Right. Safety too. Yeah. Damn. Well, I love wearing grippy socks. Y'all know this if you've listened to the pod. I'm a big fan. (laughs) I brought you guys a few pairs. (gasps) Oh my God. For the audience too. And you get grippy socks and you get grippy socks and you get grippy socks. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love Wow, that's oh so! Gosh. Oh my god, that's oh, so, so exciting! Are you guys jealous at home? You don't get any. <laughs> oh my god! And there's a little toe socky. Oh my yeah. god! There's little toe sockies. How fun! And they have little, um, like little straps so that you look like you're sort of wearing ballet shoes. You oh, can pretend you're wearing exactly. ballet shoes. <laughs> this oh my is god! Amazing. Love thanks, Rosie. No problem. Yeah, and thank you. you for being here. Yeah. Also, um, if people want to find you or they want to take class with you or they want to learn about your cute socks. oh yeah where should they go good question um so they can follow me on instagram okay what's your what's your handle at rosie jamaican which common spelling of jamaican yeah exactly you all know how to <laughs> spell that r-m-a-k-i-a-n nailed it Wow, Megan, you're very good at spelling. I've seen her name a lot. (laughs) Okay. And you find you on Instagram. On Instagram. And then, and you like do all the the sock stuff there too, so people can find Mm -hmm. that there too. Yeah, and then at Toe Socks with an X or at Tavi Noir. So. Amazing. Grab your pair or, or just go to any most, studio. Yeah, yeah, most studios will carry them. Yeah. Oh, well, Amazing. thank you so much for being here. What a fun Thanks, chat. Guys. Yeah. Um, and everyone, go buy these socks. <laughs> <laughs> Take this yoga class. And Take until next time, keep, keep working, working it out. Work It Out is produced by Caitlin Seitzer and Megan Meadows. Podcast art by Cassie Ruth and music from the Creative Commons. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. Our podcast is supported by listeners like you. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Work It Out Podcast. And thanks so much for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.